Welcome to the Avadian Podcast. My name is Eric Chambers, and I'm your social media and public relations specialist. Today on our podcast, we're going to talk timing. Timing, you might say. When is it time to start your kids on a debit card? And how important it is to start saving for retirement as early as possible. All this and more on today's episode of the Avadian Podcast. Bertram, we simply must think about Andy's college. And we must make plans now. Now? He just started the eighth grade. We've spoken in the past about when to start saving, how to teach your kids about money, but there's a little more to it. We've just rolled out a product and lowered the age for our checking accounts to 13. Sounds a little young, might make you a little nervous, but when do you start your kids on a checking account? I didn't know the answer. That's a big question. So starting as early as possible is the bottom line for savings. Start it before they're even born if you can. College isn't getting any cheaper. Rent is always going up. I know my apartment has gone up in rent every single year I've lived there. So the sooner you can start saving, the better. But what about that checking account? So there's a little more responsibility involved than with a savings account. You're talking about a debit card. You're talking about overdraft fees, which could charge you 35 bucks for going five cents over your limit. Maintaining a budget sheet and maintaining a check register is not necessarily something all 13-year-olds are ready to do. So definitely one of those things where you have to feel it out for yourself. And we've talked about this on our podcast before as well. There's not a lot of financial education going on for young people in our schools. Very few of them offer any kind of classes for the day-to-day personal financial management. You're going to see macroecon, you're going to see microecon and things like that. I spoke to Mr. Barnes. He wants to put Andy in an advanced class. But that's not going to help you when you're out there on your own. That's more of a global view. This means that the burden's going to fall to you to make sure your children are ready to face that reality of money, what it looks like as soon as they're out of the nest and you're home without them. When you start an evading checking account for your child, for your minor, you'll be on that account as a joint. You'll be able to see everything they're doing. You can even set limits and make sure they don't spend more than this much a day and things like that. You can decide when they have that debit card. You'll know exactly what's going on. We know kids need to learn to manage that money, but how do you know if they're ready? I was probably not ready at 13, maybe not at 22, but you know, you kind of have to go with it at that point. So what is your kid like? Are they responsible? Do you see them maintaining their chores, doing their daily tasks without any kind of prodding? Do they need to be reminded every day? And this is a big one. Are they losing their wallet? Do they keep up with their purse? That's just one small sign. It's not going to be the be all end all, but it's, it's a, just a gauge. So rather than think what age is right, consider other milestones as well. Think about maybe your young person, your growing adult is thinking about starting their first time job. Even if it's part time, they need to have somewhere to put that money. <laughs> especially if they're driving. Driving is usually a good hard point where a lot of people are going to need some way to pay for things. When I was 16, I had a credit card that my parents monitored, but it was only for gas. Everything else I paid for on my own, usually with cash. Debit cards weren't quite as often used as they are now when I was 16. Once you get them this checking account, it's really important to set hard parameters. Make it very clear to them that that debit card is really cash. It is exactly cash. You're spending money that you have, and if you don't have that money, 
there are penalties for it. And, you know, a lot of kids are very digitally focused right now. Every kid I've seen or child from the age of 12 to 18 has their face buried in their phone. And that's, you know, a great wealth of information. I know a lot of times they're probably just playing Candy Crush or Skyping or something. I thought I'd sort of work it into my cybernetic computer, just for contrast. It's a really good thing to make sure they understand that checking accounts on your phone and online banking... Do not update immediately. A check register is of the utmost importance. So, places like gas stations, you know, they post charges right away. It's not gonna show up to your account for another few days. That's why the check register is important. And that can even be something you do digitally. You can start a Google Sheet or an Excel spreadsheet and start keeping up with your expenses that way. Still keeps them on their phone, it's always in their hands. You don't have to worry about losing your check register. If your kid loses their phone, I mean, just absolute shock on my face. Keeping a check register is so important and understanding that your online banking is not updating every time you spend something immediately is something that needs to be stressed to them. So even better, help them build that spreadsheet and talk about a budget. If you can sit down with them and walk them through the process, talk about when they might have expenses. Building up a reserve fund to meet future needs and emergencies. How often their vehicle's gonna need to be refilled. That's a good step to getting them thinking about how important money is to them the rest of their life and how serious it is to monitor it. I saw a stat yesterday from EverFi who did a survey of college students. 12% of those students surveyed in the United States Never look at their bank account balance. Uh, uh. But if you think they're responsible and they're ready to go, sit down and have a talk with them. Let us help you figure out the best way to get your kid learning about finances and working with a debit card. So while we're on the subject of starting early, let's talk about savings and retirement rates. Like we said, unlike checking accounts, the earlier the better is the way to go when you're talking about retirement and savings. So why? There's a little thing called compound interest. First of all, let's start by uh, defining the term interest. We're talking about money that a financial institution will pay you regularly to make use of your money. So say you have deposits with us, that allows us to lend money to other people, and we, in turn, will pay you for that privilege. Things like checking accounts and just basic savings accounts don't tend to offer a huge return, but if you look at things like certificates of deposit, you can earn as much as 2.5% compared to the 0.15% on your savings account. Now those tend to be longer term savings goals. Compound interest refers to interest earned on money that you received from interest payments already. So it's super clear, right? Now we're talking about something like a snowball method. Let's walk through an example so it's not quite as uh, interest heavy and jargony. Say you have $100 in your savings account. That account's set to earn 5% APY, that's annual percentage yield. That means at the end of that year, you'll be paid $5. It's 5% of your original 100. And that'll be put right back into your savings account unless you otherwise specify or you take it out of there. So when the next year rolls around, you'll earn another 5%, but that won't be on $100. That'll be on $105. So you'll earn 5.25 or $5 and a quarter instead of that five you did last year. It doesn't seem like a whole lot of a difference, but think about it over a long period of time. This is where patience comes in. Say you start this account for your two-year-old son or daughter. That's 5% of $100 to begin with. Say you keep that going. You have that account for more than two years. So you keep it until they go to college. You're looking at like $220. It's more than twice the amount you started with. And you didn't have to do anything with it. You just let it sit there and gain money. This is what people talk about when they're saying make your money 
work for you. When they start college, you're not going to close it out. You're just going to let it sit there, and they don't think about it. They let that thing sit till they're 65, and they're ready to retire. At that rate, $100 will be, at the age of 65, you started it when they were two, $2,300. It's a massive return. I mean, I know it's not great for an hourly rate, but you didn't do anything. It just sat there and built money. And this is also something you can think about from a mutual fund standpoint. If you're investing in the market or you have like a more steady stock portfolio that tends to earn you somewhere between 10 and 15%, that's way more than 5%. So this is why you need to start early. And yes, the market does fluctuate. But if you look at any 10-year period of the stock market in its entire history, there is never a 10-year period where it's down. The key to this strategy is patience. Gee, I gotta go. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Thank you for stopping in today and listening to our podcast. If you're interested in starting a checking account, getting a debit card for your young person, or just starting a savings account, come in and see us. Let us know if you decide to do that and tell us how you're teaching your kids about money on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, at AvadianCU. Thank you for joining us. This is the Avadian Podcast.